turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter number 18. just want to read a couple of verses here. And uh, verses I know that most of us are familiar with. Maybe not all, but most. And um, we're going to look here at the word of the Lord this morning. If you will stand with us today for the reading of the word of God. As we here take a look. Brother Jeremy, do you have me situated? Okay. All right. Thank you, brother. Amen. Luke chapter 18. We're going to look here at verse 26 and 27. Luke 18, 26 and 27. If you're there with me, won't you say amen? And the Bible says, and here his disciples are asking this question. And then you'll see the Lord's response. But here it says, and they that heard it said, who then can be saved? Who then can be saved? I have often said this before I read the next verse. I've often said this. I believe the greatest question was posed in Scripture when that was asked, what must I do? To be born again. Amen. The greatest question. Sometimes they say that in order to, uh, you know, uh, it's in life, it's about asking the right person the right question is what they say. So the, the, the best question to be asked is what must I do to be born again? And here the question is, who then can be saved? And I want you to listen to Christ's response. And he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Who then can be saved in their humanistic mind and thinking? And you'll have to go back and read earlier in the chapter, but talking about religious and talking about the wealthy and this the story of the rich young ruler and Christ had said it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to go into heaven but Christ encountered people bound by religion bound by things bound by all types of descriptors and adjectives of what would define people and there's a sense if you will brother Roderick disciples are puzzled said well if this is the case who can be saved who would qualify what will happen here and Jesus had declared and said the things which are impossible with men what you cannot see what you cannot do what you cannot comprehend he said these things are possible with God the Lord had rolled over in my mind and my spirit for a few weeks this is just a simple thought I am not coming today to offer you some deep theological sermon. This will be elementary at its best. But I, this morning, want to preach on this thought, and that is whoever, wherever, and whenever. Amen. Whoever, wherever, and whenever. Look at your neighbor and just repeat that with me. Look him in the eye and say, God can save whoever wherever, whenever. Now tell them this. Now look them in the eye and say, God can do a work in whoever, wherever, 
whenever. Come on, some, some of you are getting it right now. Tell, tell your neighbor, look at him right now and say, God can heal whoever, wherever, whenever. Now look at him and say, God can feel whoever, wherever, whenever. Oh, I'm not done. Tell somebody, God can deliver whoever, wherever, whenever. Come on, somebody. I, I trust you know where we're going with this this morning. I serve a God of whoever, wherever, and whenever. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Oh, Lord, help us to preach your word this morning. I pray your anointing would rest upon our hearts, in our ears. Let us hear and receive. I pray let your word be planted in the fertile soil of our heart today. Lord, I pray anoint my mind and lips to preach to bring you glory. Give me clarity of thought. Give me unction by way of the Spirit and hide me behind the cross. Lord, I pray meet with us in these altars. Let us leave here different than the way we've come. And we thank you for it. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Whoever, wherever, whenever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody had shared a funny insight, and uh, they were talking. Uh, you know how folks share these memes and things of that nature. And I don't know. I don't know where people find the time to come up with all of these things that we pass around, and it causes a smile or a laugh. But I'm glad somebody affords a little bit of time to put a smile on her face. And somebody had said, uh, said uh, when you are an adult in life, can be depressing. You just remember that you can stop and you can go and eat bacon anytime you want to. Amen. You can do, Brother Christian, whatever you think you're big enough to do. Come on, somebody. Amen. It don't have to be bacon. It can be a chocolate candy bar. It can be you want to load up and go somewhere, whatever the case might be. Somebody had said, it's just, it's just whatever I want to do, wherever I want to go, whoever I want to take along with me. So, so uh, somebody said that if you get down and depressed while you're adulting, you just remember you got the right to do that. Amen. Whoever, wherever, and whenever. This morning, can I say, that as we are, of course, in our lives within the realm of the church, as we are looking at situations, as we are dealing and confronting with battles of our own, can I say that it is very easy for us, it is very easy for us to grab a hold of the thought that uh, the things, and you've heard me say this on many occasions, but I believe that we need to be reminded of this often and we need to confront this form of thinking at many times and that is is that what we seem to be limited with what we seem to have restrictions on where it seems that we can't where it seems that we can't accomplish or what it is that we can't seem to understand I believe that time and time again the word of God points us to a God to our heavenly father 
Father, amen, who is able, who in him and through him are all things accomplished and all things are worked and what is seemingly impossible is made possible and circumstances and situations that we are confronted with as to where we think or where we have the idea where we wonder if God can, if God will, if he wants to. Can I say this morning, I believe with all of my heart, is that God's want to and his will to always fars outweighs our misconceptions and misgivings. As a matter of fact, let me just tell you, and, and can we just set the record straight this morning of the things that maybe today you are in battle with, if there's sin that's got a hold, if there's suffering that it seems you can't escape, if there's trial or tribulation, if you would say, Brother Jake, oh, you don't understand the dynamics of my family, you don't understand the complexities of my mind and my emotion, you're right, I can't figure it out in myself, neither can your neighbor, some of you, your spouse has tried to for years. Your kids have tried to figure you out. You've tried to figure them out. And we're oftentimes walking away, shaking our heads, saying, I just don't know what to do or how it can be fixed. But I this morning believe that God is trying to stir and speak and challenge the hearts of the families of this church, the people that are on these pews, your family, your your loved one, your situation, your problem, your dynamics, your confusion, your frustration, your dysfunction. And you would say, I wonder if God can. I wonder if he will. But I am here to say by way of what the Lord would say in his word is that there is a God in heaven today that still moves on behalf of who and he'll do it wherever and whenever he wants to and where there is a people that'll believe him for such things. Oh, a God this morning as to where we come in and we sing songs of worship. We talk about our dedication to him. We talk about our allegiance and our loyalties to him. But oftentimes there are things hanging in the balance. There are things that are left undone. There are things that there are miracles, I believe, Brother Roderick, that we are literally on the precipice of. I believe there's some things that we're just on the brink of it going to happen, of it going to take place. But Sister Mary, God's looking for some folks who will leave the land of humanistic thinking, who will quit believing the report of ten others who say that God can't, who will quit listening to the opinions and mindset of some talking head on the news who says life is hopeless and it ain't worth living. Some doctor's report who said there's no way you can get past it. Some, 
idealist who would say you've got to have some other kind of help, some program pillar prescription. But I pray today there's some folks with some faith who would say, I know with me it's impossible, but I serve a God with whom all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All things are possible. Oh, listen, we often find, we often find in our situations, listen to me, that you will confront as you pray, as you seek God's face. Let me tell you something. If you weren't here Wednesday night, you missed it. I mean the glory of God sat down in this house It was like waves that came through this place. Amen. And you can be in such a service. You can be in such an altar. And yet you will find, Judy, that the next day, they'll find the next day there will be a given circumstance. And if there's not a circumstance, mark my word, there will be a given devil that will show up. And Brother Eddie, he will challenge everything. He will challenge everything you just left church believing for. What you just got done shouting over, he'll try to suffocate you with the size of the problem and try to cause you to think, oh, that all of that was for naught, that God surely cannot. You will deal with the question of who, where, and when. I want to say this morning that whoever, Romans 10 and 13 says, for whosoever Somebody shout, whoever. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall. Somebody shout, shall. Shall be saved. John 3 and 16, you can quote it. But Brother Josh Price, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Here's the beautiful part. That whosoever... Oh, you're not hearing me this morning. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and 8 says, Oh, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. Let me make it personal. In while Jacob Smith was still a sinning, and while Roderick Blewett was still a sinning, and Eddie was still in the prison, and Hector was still a sinning and Udy was still a sinning and Haley was still a sinning and while we were yet sinners God loved us and gave himself for us oh I'm talking about whoever today You see, the truth of the matter is whoever might represent you. It might represent what you believe about yourself. It might might represent somebody you're sitting on the pew next to. Come on here. It might represent somebody in the family. Listen to me. We often have our picks. We have our picks of who is qualified who is savable who is permissible who is likable 
church cliques and religious attitudes have closed doors on many whosoevers. Come on, somebody. There's some of you sitting in this house this morning that while you're in here, there were some folks and they classified you not as a whosoever, but you fell on the outskirts. You, Brother Roderick, were disqualified. You didn't come up in the right family. You didn't have all the know-how. How can God take a junkie and turn him around? How can God take somebody grew up in Hindu all kinds of gods and that he could know the right who could take the drunk on the, on, the, on the bar stool and turn him around to where he helps feed the homeless who could take somebody oh listen and I won't leave this group out who could take the religious you've been in church all your life you know every hymn in the hymn book you know every message preached you can quote Clinton until the cows come home but God God reached down and got past your religious exterior and helped you realize you are a whosoever and that God can reach and save from the guttermost to the uttermost. Come on here. Oh, whosoever. You see, we all have our picks. We all have our ones. Let me just tell you this morning, there's a lot of folks, amen, that when it comes to the whosoevers, when it comes to who we think, we have the ideology of fishing. Careful, you fishermen. I pull out this fishing pole, Brother Steve might take a run around this church this morning. But Jeremy's eyes just lit up back there. Come on here. Listen, when you're dealing with humanistic thoughts of whosoever, of who's qualified, it's kind of like a fisherman. You see, you go in there and on the end of this, I got one little piece of bait. Come on here. And I hear the fisherman talk. Now, I, I, I like to fish. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as big a fisherman as some of you are. As a matter of fact, my wife loves fishing a whole lot more than I do. I can cast out there, Sister Shan, and if in about five minutes I don't get a nibble, I'm bored. <laughs> Fix me a bologna and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Did somebody bring the oatmeal cream pie? Come on. Because if they're not going to eat, I'm going to eat. Come on here. And... But I hear some of you guys talking, and you'll go out there and say, well, today we're going to fish for redfish. Or we're going to go out, we're going to go bass fishing. Or we're going to go out, I don't know if they do this much around here, but down in southern Missouri, they love to go crappie fishing. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to go after this kind and that kind. And what happens, brother Josh, is you, you, you see, if you're going to go bass fishing, you're going to use bait that's maybe a little bit different than if you're going to go cat fishing. Come on here. 
And if you're going to go catfishing, you're going to use something a little bit different than what it is if you're going to go catch a mess of reds. Come on here. Not only is your bait going to be different, your pole's going to be different, your line's going to be different. And the truth is, when we go, you're just out there casting and you're catching one at a time. And I'm after this one and I'm after that one. You see, the problem is, Brother Segura, is in the church. We've got a fishing pole mentality. We look around and say, well, it's not whosoever. It's only certain ones. There are some churches, Brother Andy, they only fishing for the rich folks. I got to make sure my bait's just right. Come on. Come on, is it? I'll say all the right things, Sister Sanja. Make sure they can put all that money in the plate. We'll, we'll build. We'll, we won't preach hell too hot. We'll preach everybody's going to heaven. Why, why, Brother Jake, you want to do that? Well, you see, I'm fishing for certain ones. And there would be some churches you go to that say, I'm only fishing for the white fish. Come on here. We're only going to go where the white fish are. And Brother Roderick, there's some that say, we're only fishing for the black fish. Come on here. And some say, I'm only fishing for the educated fish. And I'm only fishing for this. And friends, can I tell you, when you do, you lose the power and the impact of the gospel. You see, here's the thing. Hold that for me, Brother Udy. We have fish and pole mentality. But we find the Word of God said, God said this. I just read it to you. He said, here's what I will tell you. Brother Jeremy, come help me with this. Amen. Come help me. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Because I promise you I'll get this all, all kind of way. Go ahead and get her undone. We have fishing pole mentality. We've got specific bait. We've got specific methods. We've got our specific songs. We've got our specific criteria. And therefore, the devil has convinced many that it disqualifies not only you. It disqualifies your family. It disqualifies your neighbor. It disqualifies the one living there or the one in this socioeconomic class or the one with this color skin or that color skin. But I'm glad I serve a God of whosoever will. I came to tell you that God don't have, grab that, grab another end, Brother Jeremy. God don't have a fishing pole mentality. He's got a net mentality. He throws it out. And it don't matter. You might get bass, catfish, red, Spanish mackerel. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm so glad. I fell where the net was. I'm so glad it reached wide and it sank deep. I'm so glad the Spirit of God drew me in that net past the currents of sin and death. I'm telling you, we serve a God of whosoever. Somebody give him praise in this house. Oh, Hear me, hear me. We need a church. We need a church. Jesus said, told those disciples, said, I'm follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. 
Come on, somebody. What do you mean? I mean, listen, let me just tell you about some whosoevers. I want you to listen. I want you to listen. Now, if I trip in this, nobody laugh. Amen. I want you to listen to me. Come on here. I want you to understand. He is the God of whoever. It matters not if you're a rascal, a ringtail, or religious. If you're a prodigal or prostitute or a preacher, dignified or destitute, he cast a net. Come on, somebody. If you're broken or if you're whole, if you're bruised or if you're battered, if you're wounded or if you're, or if you're all put together, if your life is in chaos or if all of your ducks are in a row, if you grew up not knowing anything about the church or you grew up in the preacher's house, I can tell you we serve a God of whosoever. I want to let somebody know in this house, you qualify, you're a whosoever. All you got to do is believe for God to reach and to save. Oh, I'm glad I serve a God who has a net mentality, Brother Jeremy. Come on here. He catches it all. You ever, some of you guys that pull the net in, sometimes, oh, you see, I know this kind of, this kind of thought gets some folks nervous. <laughs> Brother Jake, you know, I don't know. You got to understand, we've got a reputation to uphold. You got to understand, we've got to look a certain way, and we've got to be a certain way, and we've got to do a certain thing. You know what I've found out when I've seen nets pulled in? You see shrimp and nets, I have a couple preacher friends, they're shrimpers in Louisiana they get those nets in and sometimes they got fish, they got shrimp, sometimes there's plastic bottles sometimes there's beer bottles sometimes, sometimes there's trash and everything else comes up, come on hear me, when you look around come on, you want to know what your pastor thinks is a sign of a successful church, it's not just looking across and seeing whites and blacks and Hispanics and whatever creed or color that you think you want to fit in because of such is the kingdom of God John the Revelator, Brother Jeremy said, I stood there and I saw saw every kindred, tongue, tribe, and nation that was there. But it's not just diversity in color. You know what we need, Brother Pickens? We need some who's been in the church all their life. And we need some that's come in and they don't know the songs and they don't know what's proper. And all they know is they love God. All they know is they feel something when they're in His presence. All they know, can I tell you, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to scold you. I'm going to say, come on in. Why? Because the net's been cast. And we're going to pull you in. We're going to let the Holy Ghost do a work. And we're going to see him transform. Come on here. I'll never forget. I'll never forget where my fishing pole go. I promise you I'm going to get to wherever in just a minute. It's hard to get off whoever. I'll never forget our first Sunday in Corpus Christi, as pastors at Glad Tidings Assembly of God, there was a couple, two couples that showed up, and they sat middle section, about right in here. I still see them in my mind's eye. And Brother Christian, it was Brian and Sherry Smith, and then you also had the Ford family. They were sitting right there. 
And I didn't know. I mean, it was my first Sunday as pastor. I had been there. I had preached a couple of services, things of that nature. And, but I, I didn't yet know everybody. And so I didn't know. I didn't know if they were regulars or had visited or been out of towners, whatever the case might be. And after church, during that service, Sister Sandra, they just wept and cried and wept and cried. And after service, I was back out in the foyer and I was talking with them. And they said, uh, the Smiths were talking with me and they said, this is our first Sunday here. And said, we really enjoyed the service. They said, our pastor, he's just a little under 40 years old. He stood up in the pulpit last Sunday and he said, if you're over 40, he said, it might be best you go on and find another church. Come on here. Sure did. Might be best you go on and find another church. He said, we're going to be making some changes. He said that some of you elders don't like. And he said, instead of you sitting around here and fighting us over it, he said, it's probably just best you go on down the road. That's what he said from the pulpit. You know what he did, Brother Roderick? Come on. I need my I need my 40 and under group. I need this and need that. And Brother Brian Smith told me, he said, Brother Jacob, if you don't care, he said, we're just going to call this place home. I said, Yes, sir, Brother Brian. Come on in. And Brother Roderick, that door opened the door of several others who came in from a place so that they didn't qualify. They weren't candidates. I want to tell somebody this morning, the devil has tried his best to lie to some of you and you have sat dormant on a church pew. You're in the service. You're sitting here and you're listening, but you sit dormant because you think, well, I don't qual- I'm not this and I'm not that. I want to tell you, we're serving the God of the whosoever mentality. I want to tell you, you qualified to be in this altar. I want to tell you, you qualify to worship. I want to tell you, you qualify to be a child of the king. I want to let you know it's time to shut the mouth of the devil and let him know that what Christ did on Calvary was for whosoever will and I qualify and you qualify because of the blood of the Lamb. Not only whosoever who qualifies But also, I want to let somebody know, wherever, come on here, wherever, when you grab a hold of who, you will be confronted with where. Come on. God is not regulated to move or operate within the confines of the church. He doesn't need pews and stained glass windows. Come on here. He does not need a platform. He does not need an organ or a piano. He does not need a microphone, and he does not need a program. Come on, some, some of you get nervous right now. Come on. Now listen, we love the church. Thank God for the church. We need the church. Amen. This house of worship. But I'm here to tell you, I want you to know that not only God can save whoever, and God can work in whoever, but Sister Haley, he can do it wherever. I want you to know, Sister Shan has told me stories. Amen. Of Brother Clinton preaching meetings under a tree in Africa where the offering was chickens. Come on, somebody. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter.
matter where somebody you love is. He is not regulated to our ideas. We need to get a hold of the fact he does not adhere to our man-made self-imposed boundaries. But he is a God who is omnipresent. He is omniscient and he is omnipotent. He can do whatever, whenever, however he wants to because he's God and he knows where to meet somebody. Oh, it might be the burning bush in the wilderness, a fiery furnace, a lion's den, a prison, stormy seas and sinking ships, sycamore trees and the well at Samaria, pits and pig pens, the temple or the tomb. It could be the wedding or the cemetery. I want to let you know, I don't care how many signs Satan posts and says you can't go here and you can't go there and God can't save them out of that. There's the Holy Ghost of God that'll step into every place, kick over every sign, and say, I'm the God, not only of whoever, but Sister Jerry, wherever I need to reach, that's where I'll be. Some of you here, you weren't born again in a traditional church. Come on. I grew up. I was in Sunday school. I was in kids' church. I still remember 11 years old, October of 1991, all day long, God was convicting my heart. I knew what Grandma and Grandpa had. Sister Shannon, I didn't have it for myself. I remember my Uncle Scott and Aunt Deb was up visiting from Elsinore up to St. Louis, and all day that day in school, Mamma, I was convicted. Brother Chris Hughes had devotion that morning in the classroom. And he asked us, he shared a devotion. He asked a simple question. He says, do you know the Lord as your personal Savior? The word personal, boy, it rang out in my ears. And I couldn't get away from it all day, Brother Ringo. We had a basketball game that night, played the basketball game. On the way home, all I could do in the back is the car sit and cry. We got to the house. I got cleaned up and everything. And I hollered out my bedroom door. I said, Uncle Scott, can you come down here? So Scotty came down to my room, and when he opened the door, I just, I just broke. I was bawling. He said, what's wrong with you? I said, Uncle Scotty, I said, I need to be born again. I said, I need to be born again. I don't know him as my personal Savior. I don't know him for myself. I know God of Granny and Paul. I know they've got an experience, but I don't. And I remember at 1572 Lakeside Lane, I was sitting on the side of my bed, and I wept and cried and snot and snorted my way into the kingdom of God. There were no choir singing. There was no organ playing. But I'll tell you what was there in my bedroom. It was the Holy ghost. It was the power of God. I want to tell somebody, he can reach in the deepest, darkest prison. He can reach into the tavern. He can reach into the drug house. He can reach into your children's lives that are involved in immoral relationships. I'm here to tell you, I've seen God remove the hindrances because the Holy Ghost has no restriction. He has no boundary. You pray, you believe, and the God of whosoever will go wherever. He was a God, Sister Tracy, that kept your boy in boot camp. Come on. 
Come on. Sister Rivier, you've seen him. He's a God of wherever. Come on. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Somebody say, well, you don't know where my family's at. You don't know where my kid's at. You don't know where my grandkid's at. You're right, I don't. And there's very little I can do. But I serve a God of wherever. We serve a God of wherever. Come on. It don't matter. We serve a God of wherever. Wherever. Wherever they're at, no matter how deep they are, no matter how problematic your situation is. Brother Jacob, that's nice and that's wonderful. But can God do that? Yes, He can. Listen, Luke 9 and 6, And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Everywhere. They that were scattered abroad, Acts 8 and 4, they were scattered abroad and they went everywhere preaching the word, the gospel, the good news, the power of God. Talking about camp recently, my mother-in-law and us, we've been talking about when Papa was born again. He was out at Old Camp Victory. The Church of God had rented the camp for a week of youth camp. Uncle Danny was there. Different ones that was there. They said, Papa came in, Brother Roderick, that night. Service had ended. The brothers had been inviting him out to youth camp, out to services. He wouldn't come. The last night it showed up. My father-in-law would tell you, said he was drunk, had booze in his system. He was a young man, an alcoholic as a young man, and several times alcoholism and the problems that coincide with it nearly took his life. But that night, this is what's so powerful about the will of God and God's plan. Hear me. I don't know when. I don't know when that property was purchased. I don't know when the first year that it was established as camp. I don't know when brother, when the Lord led Brother Clendenin to make that purchase or to do that thing. And I know there was a lot of lives transformed through that camp. But who would have ever dreamed, Brother Roderick, that somewhere in the course of my life, I would be linked to somebody who came in to such a place at the church that now years later, here I am as pastor, and that God would, that would, he would work all of this. It's because he's a God of whoever, and he's a God of wherever. Papa showed up drunk as a skunk. He went in that service. And there was young people still, Sister Britton, tearing in those altars. They were still in there praying. I don't know if it was Danny or Rodney, but one of the brothers showed up, came up to him and said, Jerry, aren't you tired of running? Aren't you ready to come on home? And that night, Brother Josh, God took a whosoever, and they was in the middle of wherever in Beaumont, Texas, or was it Beaumont, Sealsby, Sealsby, Texas, of wherever in little old Sealsby, Texas, and it got him down there. And he said, I'll take a whosoever and a wherever he's at. And he said, and I will do, I will do what seems to be impossible. And that night, that decision that he made to come down to that altar, he still, if you could hear him testify, he said, I cried out every drink, every drop of alcohol, and he came up a brand new man. And his life touched my life. And my life has been transformed because God, 
God could take a whosoever and a wherever and do it whenever he wants to and get the glory for it. I'm here to tell somebody in this house we serve the God of whoever, wherever, and whenever. Hallelujah. Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. Whenever, listen to me, some will try to decide when is the right time. When is the right moment? When should I? When shouldn't I? When's it appropriate? You know how many people I've talked to, and I'm not just talking about the unsaved, but even church folks. That is say, I get it all straight when my life is straight. I'll get it surrendered when all the things align and are right. Brother Shagir, I'll, I'll really give it all to Jesus when I've got enough to give. Come on here. What did Jesus say about whenever? He said this. We've been preaching on Wednesday nights. He said, redeem the time because the day is evil. Regain control of time. He said, today is a day of salvation. He said, the night is far spent, Sister Faye, and the day is at hand. He said, I must do the works of him that sent me. We know that Sister Sylvia, God lives in the now. He's in yesterday. He's in today, but he's also God enough. He's in our future too. But Brother Roderick, I'm looking at Christian saying, Brother Roderick. Brother Christian, here's what we got to know. Though he encompasses and he spans all of time and eternity, he says, your moment, your loved ones, that prayer, that belief, that faith needs to happen right now. Well, Brother Jacob, they're so far gone. They're, they're who knows God, only God knows where they are and only God knows when. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Sister Jerry, we serve the God of whenever. Whenever you least think it. Sister Laura, whenever you least expect it. I get, I get tickled. I do the same thing. This is not judgment. But I get tickled because oftentimes with excitement, we might say, can you believe, can you believe who's here? Can you believe who got saved? Can you believe that last week in a revival, so-and-so gave their life to God? Can you believe this? It's because we are regulated. We're limited. Come on here. But we serve the God of whenever. And you never know when he's speaking or drawing. As a matter of fact, I want to encourage somebody. Right now, you got someone in your family. Right now, in your own situation, it is hard. It's hateful. It's, it's, it's so difficult. And your, your words might say, it will never. And God says, oh, no, 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 no. Whenever. Can I challenge somebody that when you pray today, if today you're confronted with God, it'll never happen. God, they'll never get saved. God, I'll never see this miracle. God, I'll never get through this. Come on. There's a lot of nevers that show up to church. What would happen if you'd yet throw your hands up and say, God, Whenever you're ready. 
I'm ready. God, whenever you want to do the work, I'll do the work. I'm looking at some whenevers. I'm looking at some whoevers. I'm looking at some wherevers. Can we right now just lift our hands to heaven right where you are? Somebody needs to praise him because there was a time you was in that category. There was a time. There was a time, Brother Gary, your family said, I I don't know if he will. He may never. There was a time, Brother Coleman, they said, he'll never. Oh, there was a time, Michael, they said, I don't know. You don't know where that boy is. There was a time, Eddie, they said, I, you don't know where he's at. But we serve a God of whosoever. Wherever and whenever. You see where my siblings are. You know the places of their lives. Come on, church. I sure wish you'd help me pray. There's some of you you've heard for the last time. The enemy telling you how you don't, they don't, he can't, she can't. But you need to let the devil know I serve a God of whosoever. They say, well, they're not in the church. They're not in a place. Oh, I don't know. You know, you know where they're at. You know what's going on. You know their problems. We need a church that will say, I believe the God of wherever. Oh, Lord, I don't know when. I don't know when these things are going to come together in my life. I don't know when what I prayed for is going to happen. The devil's trying to tell me it will never, but today I'm going to give you praise because I serve the God of whenever. Oh, oh, I don't know all the details, and I don't know today who's on your heart or if it's your heart. I don't know if it's your situation or somebody you love situation. I don't know what troubles face you, what conflicts you and confronts you, but I know today I serve the God of whoever, wherever, and whenever. I want to tell somebody in this house, whenever you're discouraged, whenever life don't make sense, whenever everything seems unfair, that's the time to turn to the God of whenever. Oh, that's the time. 
Her soul's already, you're responding to the Spirit of God. You're responding to this altar. Church, this morning, I don't know. I don't know if it's you personally. I don't know if it's your family. I don't know if it's circumstances. But this morning, I want to let you know that God of whosoever, wherever, whenever, He's walking these aisles. He's calling your heart. He's speaking your name. He's challenging your soul today. Why don't we come and find us a place in this altar? Why don't we come today and say, God, I'm going to believe the one. I'm going to believe the God of whoever, wherever, whenever. I need somebody that will believe him. I need somebody in this house that will believe him. I need somebody in this place that will trust him. I need somebody that will say, I will go against all of the things right now in my life oh, that are rubbing me wrong, that goes against the grain where the devil's tried to lie to me. But I'm going to believe you, God. I'm going to believe you, Lord. Oh,